what can we do but praise him? I'm going to share with you one of my favourite psalms. Marion's got favourite psalms. She loves, she loves the psalms of ascent. But there's so many psalms that you can really identify with. And this psalm that I'm going to share with you is one that we can all identify with. I'm going to talk to you about Psalm 8. It'll probably be on the screen. I'm, I'm reading from the uh, English Standard Version. Uh, but you may have your Bibles with you. You may want to follow it in your version. There are little differences between the versions, but the theme is the same. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honour. You have given him dominion over the work of your, works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field and the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea. Whatever passes along the paths of the sea. Repeat the first line again. O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. When you get to a certain age, when you get to a certain age, you realise that your birthdays come round a lot quicker. <laughs> and the more I think... What's the significance of my life? Life can be very uncertain. None of us knows whether this day will be our last or whether it might be next year or 10 years or whatever. And even if I live much longer, it all goes by so quickly. I ask myself, what have I accomplished? And if the Lord does give me 10 or 15 years even, more of health and strength, what should I seek to accomplish? Because I don't want to sit on my, uh, on my settee watching daytime telly. There's a well-worn Christian motto that says, you all know this, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Now, Marion, just to cheer us up, I've just read Ecclesiastes. And that talks about that. That's, that's quite a good summary of Ecclesiastes, that little phrase. Because it talks about life being a breath, a vapour. Do you know the significance of our lives can only be measured in light of your relationship with Jesus Christ? As we seek to walk in a manner worthy of the calling and to serve our Saviour and our King, as we determine to live our life in the light of God's purpose, we will be content. Now, I pray Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6 every day. Most days, not every day. Most days. I, I, Marion will tell you, I do. 
Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. So I ask the Lord. I acknowledge the Lord. I trust him. And I ask him to direct my path for the day. Every day. Now it's important that our lives are lived with a focus on eternity. Make your life count. Your life is not all about your career. Although working hard in the role that God's given you is really important. It's not all about your house. Because for most of us, your house will be there when you're gone. And it's not, a, it's not all about your possessions. When I retired from the police, I retired at the first possible opportunity. I could have stayed till I was 60, but I went at 52. As soon as I gave notice, there was a queue of people jockeying for position to get my job. It was quite funny. I was watching from the sidelines and watching this. Ambition. I had a good job, and people wanted me desk. I had a big office. People wanted it. But you sat in a chair now. I want to use that as an illustration. Always remember that you're only ever the temporary occupant of any chair. Have you got it? So, the focus of my thoughts this morning is on verses 3 to 5 of our psalm. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you've made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honour. You've put him, you've given him dominion over the works of your hands and you've put all things under, your, under his feet. Now Jane did pinch my sermon, but I have forgiven her because she's my sister. To, be, to begin, I want us to think about the wonder of creation. I've managed to watch a few episodes of Wild Isles. Anybody seen that? David Attenborough, Wild, Wild Isles about British Isles and all the wonderful creatures. If you haven't had a chance to see it, I do recommend you watch it. I think David Attenborough is a remarkable man, perhaps the greatest naturalist of our generation. However, I find it really sad that such a brilliant mind just doesn't get it. He's totally sold on evolution as a fact when logic dictates that it cannot be true. Now this psalm, think of the setting of this psalm. Think of David. David wrote the psalm. Now he was a shepherd, wasn't he, in the fields around Bethlehem. And he's got his sheep in the sheepfold. And he's there at the door of the sheepfold. And he's looking up at the stars. There would be no light pollution there. He's looking up at the stars and there's thousands of them. There might be the odd comet going across the sky. There's the moon set in the midst of it. And David's saying, when I see the heavens and the work of your hands. You may have felt like that. You may have been amazed. I've felt like that. I've seen uh, skies like that where there's just absolutely thousands of stars. I remember one, Greg took us to the bush in Australia, in in Western Australia. And he tur- he, we stopped the car, he turned the lights off, and we looked up and said, wow. And I remember as a kid, I used to live in a place called Thurso, which is on the north coast of Caithness, overlooking the Orkney Islands. And I remember looking up at the skies then. 
And it was around that time I cried out to God and said, if you're real, show me. He did. I thank the Lord that he did. He, kept, he left it a while, though. It was nearly 20 years later when he showed me. But I want to declare this morning that I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Now, one of the foundational truths of the Bible is that, is that God is the creator. God did it. He created, he created everything that exists. And he's truly creative, because when you read Genesis 1, it tells us that there was no there. When he started, the, the, the earth was without form and void. It was a big empty nothing. There was nothing there. And God put it all together. Let there be light. Divided the light between the sun and the moon. He created the animals. God did it from nothing. There's some very clever people in this world, but there's nobody I know that can create something from nothing. I've seen many things in my life. Believe it or not, once I climbed Kilimanjaro. And that, the summit of that, you ready? It's 5,845 metres. Or more than five times the height of Snowdon. <coughs> Took me about six days. And one day, you get up to a certain height, about 4,000 metres. And they make you walk round the mountain because you've got to acclimatise before you go up any higher. Because of altitude sickness. But when I got to the top, from the mountain summit, well, we've done that this morning, we haven't we? Uh, I looked up, and you can see the clouds below, and further on, you can see the curvature of the earth. It's just amazing. It's stuck in my head. Something I'll never forget. I've seen the Rocky Mountains in Canada, and humpback and orca whales in Alaska. Marion even saw a corncrake in Iona. Now, if you don't know what a corncrake is, don't ask Glenn, because he's never seen one. <laughs> I get a thrill when I see a kingfisher or a, or a great crested grebe with a chick on its back I've been privileged I have to go on a day's wildlife safari in Africa and see giraffes in their natural habitat and other wonderful creatures however you don't have to go that far you don't even have to go to the Lake District Scotland, Wales. You could go to Warrell Water Park or your own back garden. You realise then that God is an amazing creator and he's done a marvellous job. <laughs> if anyone knows the actions, don't, don't uh, own up, otherwise I'll have you out here. A few weeks ago, I was reminded of a kid's song that I hadn't, I hadn't sung for ages. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing that he cannot do. The mountains are his, the, the rivers are his. Hang on, no, I've got it wrong. The rivers are his, the mountains are his, the stars are his handiwork. Was that what we did? Stars are his handiwork too. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing that he cannot do. Have a look round. Don't go round with your eyes closed. Open your eyes and have a look what God's done. You'll be amazed. He's an amazing creator. Now I'm going to show you some of my pictures which were shot with a Canon camera. I've, I've looked up a few facts for some of these. But don't forget, 
There are, there are thousands, literally thousands of creatures in our world. Now, I know Jane, retired now and looking after two doggies, was a veterinary pathologist, and she will know some of the intricacies and the wonders of these animals and birds. I'm sure I'm going to show you some birds. But each one is a wonderful creation. By the way, have you ever thought why creatures are called creatures? Creatures? Creation? No. I thought about it. Right, let me show them, let me show you a few uh, shots. Oh no, that, 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 when I see the heavens and the work, work of your hands, that's a, that's a shot of the moon from my back garden. But, but uh, I don't do astrophotography, I just took a shot of the moon. I've got one of these clicker things here, I hope it works. Where do I point it? Up there. Oh, it works. Uh, now, uh, you know what that is, don't you? A great spotted woodpecker. And uh, it's an amazing thing about woodpecker. This one particularly, it, it's, it can strike a tree between 10 and 16 times a second. It infrequently repeated one second bursts. I've, these, I've, I've checked this on Google, and Google's always right. <laughs> to protect its brain from the force it uses to make the drumming noises, it has a special hinge between its lower mandible, mandible, that's the bottom part of its beak, and its skull that spreads the force of the blow. And the skull is cushioned with a matrix of minute pockets of air supported by strengthened bone tissue. This forms a shock absorber, and it really needs it because the great spotted woodpecker can drum up to 600 times a day. Now, if you're an evolutionist, I'm going to ask you a question. What happened to the first one? First one, if you're an evolutionist, hammering an oak tree, boof, its head explodes. <laughs> what about the oak tree? How did that get there? Now, if you want to see some fancy footwork, head down to the water park. Know what that is? Great crested grebe on the water park. Who said it's a bird? <laughs> Sitting 